Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Candace Harwood from Deep Ocean Media. So before we get going and before we start talking about SEO, which is search engine optimization, um, getting your page ranked first on Google and all the fantastic stuff that comes out of that world, I'm going to get a quick word from our sponsor, Audible. So if you don't know what Audible is, um, it is a site entirely devoted to audio books. So head over to nhbusinessshow.com slash audible and get your free 30-day trial, which comes with a free audio book just for you guys um, as a thank you for being part of the New Hampshire Business Show community. Take your learning to the next level. Um, you know, Instead of wasting time in the car listening to music or doing nothing, you know, listen to a book, get smarter, do something, you know, benefit yourself. So head over to nhpositionshow.com slash audible and you get started today. So welcome to the show, Candace. How is it going, Candace? Hey, it's going great. How's it going with you? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> so as we get going here, let's talk a little bit about your business. Um, kind of you, your business, kind of what led up to now, I guess. <laughs> sure. So um, I own Deep Ocean Media, a digital marketing agency. So we handle everything from web design and development all the way up through search engine optimization, getting your website ranking with Google, as well as paid search, which is the ads that you're going to see in Google. Um, so we kind of handle pretty much every aspect of digital marketing. Okay. Cool. So where did this begin? So I've been doing marketing for quite a few years now, mm -hmm. um, you know, from everything from radio um, up to digital advertising. I've worked in a couple agencies, and basically what I started to notice is that every agency has like a hierarchy of clients. So you have these agencies, you've got these clients that are, are bottom tier, which are generally like middle spenders, guys that are fairly quiet. They're, they're usually pretty happy with their service. They're pretty quiet. Those guys don't get a lot of attention because they're not speaking up. You know, dollars are not that detrimental to them. And, you know, they just don't require a lot of maintenance. So those guys are like bottom tier clients. Middle tier is actually the lowest spenders, so the guys who have the smallest budgets. And those guys get a little bit of attention just because every single dollar really counts with them. Um, so, you know, their account might get looked at a little bit more than the bottom tier, but still not that much. I noticed that in the agencies that I've worked in, the top tier clients are like 5% of the client base. They're really big spenders. They make up about 50% of the income going into any agency. Yeah. So you know, when you get into the ratio of account managers versus clients, these guys are going to get like probably 80% of the attention go to those top tier clients. Um, my dad is a carpenter. So, you know, from a young age, like I learned the value of a lead and to be in a position where you kind of have to balance, not necessarily giving somebody the service that they deserve because we have to focus on these top tier clients it's frustrating to yeah. not be able to do that. So I decided to start Devotion Media to anticipate having fewer clients and to be able to give better service to those bottom two tiers um, so that they can kind of understand what it should feel like to get treated as a top tier client in a good agency. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. And you're right. There is kind of a pretty big drop off there. Yeah. You know, the 80-20 rule seems to be playing pretty big rule there <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure i mean it kind of makes sense they're bigger accounts they are going to require a little bit more attention mm -hmm. 
But, you know, what it comes down to is just the ratio of clients versus account managers. Once you start, you know, building it, you know, you shouldn't, you really shouldn't have more between five and 10 clients per account manager. And, you know, the, the companies that I have had experience with, the ratio was just not a healthy one. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Because mm-hmm. you're also, I mean, it's like hard I said, you're building a business. I can get time. it too. Like yeah. You're building a business. You want high paying clients because right. all those big tier companies would be fantastic. You'd right. be making a lot of money. But then at the same time, you really do want to give attention to everyone. Yeah. But they pay you so much more. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, you know, these, these, the middle tier especially like they get replaced easier mm-hmm. I, honestly like if you have a smaller budget it's a lot easier to sell to people who have smaller budgets than larger budgets they're not you know i mean they they're very careful about it but at the same time you know they are they're easier sales they're spending less money it's it's not as hard to get these small smaller clients um and you know it's always really frustrating to watch them get brought in and then just kind of sit so um, I've been really excited to to bring in some smaller businesses, some medium-sized businesses, and really be able to ramp them up as if they were a large company. Yeah. So I guess you because you had mentioned you worked for a radio station at one mm-hmm. point. Yes. I forget if that was before or after we started this <laughs> conversation. Um, so you kind of went from there to the media world. When did you decide you wanted to make a, a go of this and actually, like, business, business size, <laughs> like, uh, make a business of this? So... You know, I've, I've had experience with different types of marketing from, you know, radio to just like door-to-door sales, things like that. Uh, it's, yeah, so I've kind of learned that inbound marketing is going to be your most effective, most cost-efficient marketing. Reason being is that inbound marketing, you're targeting consumers who are already searching for a product or service that's relevant to your business. You're getting pre-qualified leads right off the bat. It's cheaper. It's, you know, not interrupting their daily lives. People are not listening to the radio, listening to their favorite song, and then all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, Katy Perry just turned off, and now I'm listening to this HVAC guy tell me my furnace is broken. It's not (laughs) like that. It's, oh my gosh, you know, we're in the age of 2018, my furnace is broken, I'm going to pull out my phone and see who's around. Um, So just sort of assessing the need as far as marketing goes right now, this day and age you need to have digital marketing that is as good as the service that you provide. Because if your clients don't see you, if prospects aren't seeing you show up for a Google search, you're, you're losing them to a competitor who is. Yeah. So I just, I really like the idea of capturing audiences as they're looking for you instead of interrupting daily lives. Yeah. So that's interesting. So. I guess we can talk about Google because mm-hmm. that that whole machine beast yeah. that like <laughs> and get kind of crazy, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've actually talked about this with anyone before. Okay, cool. So we can actually go over the basics. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so up on Google, you where do you want to place? <laughs> we'll start there real quick. Okay, so that's kind of a loaded question because it's yes. really, really, really going to depend not only on your market, not only on what type of business you do, but down to the keyword. Mm -hmm. So a keyword is a string of text that a user types into the search bar and hits enter and searches. That's a keyword. It could be, you know, like HVAC text near me or nearest restaurant. Those would be examples of keywords. So I'm just sticking with HVAC. My dad's a contractor. It's an easy example here. An example of ranking would be for HVAC companies, and this is 
paid search because for search engine optimization, if we're ranking just a website organically, Google has an algorithm that determines where you show up. It's just matching the algorithm closest. We don't really get picky about where you rank organically because yeah. you're not paying for those clicks. But if you were using Google AdWords and you were creating ads um, to show up in the top four slots, you're going to be paying every time somebody clicks on one of those. Yeah. So you have to really be strategic about placement. So each ad slot is a live auction that mm -hmm. you're bidding on a keyword for. So if a keyword was best HVAC tech near me, four ads are bidding on that keyword. The highest bid goes to first position, second bid, second position, third, third, and you know, fourth, fourth. So what you wanna do is you wanna understand a buyer's intent when they type in a keyword. If somebody is looking up HVAC repair, mm -hmm. they need something immediate. So you want to show up in you know the top two spots, one of the ones that they're going to be clicking on first. It's going to be more expensive than the bottom two, but it's more likely to yield a conversion. Whereas if you're looking for something like HVAC replacement, those guys might be shopping around. It's a very expensive purchase. They might not go with the first ad that they click on. You might be better off in third or fourth position for those it's a cheaper ad slot. You know, if they're shopping around anyways, you want to be the last person they call rather than the first so that they're converting with you. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, it depends on the industry. It depends on the market that you're in. Buyer's intent is just really something to be paying attention to with that. Yeah, but at least on the first page. Yes, you always <laughs> want to be on the first page. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you're good. So, cool. Because I'm gonna, I just wrote down the question. We'll get into that one a little later because this is an area that it can get insane because yeah. that that fight to get to the first page of google is i believe it's something like 95.2 percent of all search interactions happen on the first page um i mean i can't remember the last time i went to the second page of google yeah for anything I'm, well, I'm lazy about it <laughs> yeah. the only time i've gone to the second page of google is um i currently market for a car dealership and mm -hmm. a couple towns over and I only go to second or third page if I'm looking for their ranking so I can yeah. continue working on it. Oh, know? yeah. So absolutely. if you're like, oh, where am I ranked? And you're like, oh, my God, I'm on page 10. I don't show up, you know. It's a problem <laughs> because it's like it's not only that you're not showing up. It's that your competitors around you are. Yeah. And they're pushing you down. And you don't you can't afford to be that far back. Yeah. It's definitely an issue. <laughs> if you're on the 10th page of Google, it's time to it's time to ramp it up. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't even rank for their own name. Oh, man. Are you know how crazy that is? I know. <laughs> oh, know, I love it. Yeah, name ranking. So if you're if you're listening to this, hoping for some insight on, on some free SEO advice, if you're looking to rank for your own name, first thing you should do is definitely get a Google My Business. If you have a Google My Business, make sure you've you own it, make sure that you have verified it via the postcard. I know it's annoying, but just, just go through the process with it. Um, you know, give us a call if you have questions on how to optimize it, how to verify it, but that's gonna be probably what'll help you rank for your own name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's, it's hysterical. Yeah. Like, oh, we type in our name and we don't even show up. I'm like, you're oh, on page man. three for your own name. Oh, <laughs> like, it's yeah, crazy. That's. That's tough. That's it's, tough. It's pretty funny. Uh -huh. So, man, that just made me chuckle. Made me chuckle. <laughs> so there is, like I said, there's a whole lot we can talk about here. Oh, um, yeah. So what are your, kind of your favorite areas to address as far as uh, SEO? Like when you, you take on a new client mm -hmm. and you look at their website and you're like, what are the first couple places that you know they're probably messing up? 
<laughs> so I do a full SEO audit. Um, yeah. You know, we do free SEO audits, basically. Yeah. So you can just send us your website. We'll shoot you back a report on what you're looking at. Um, main things that I notice people are missing are, you know, citations that are heavily weighted. Um, so citations are places that you are appearing over the web. Um, it could be you have a Facebook page, that's a citation. If you have an Instagram page, that's a citation. If you have a LinkedIn set up for your business, that's a citation. So these are things that Google will look at to determine if your business is legitimate, if it exists, um, and that you know it's, it's in business. Mm -hmm. So this just sort of verifies that your name, address, and phone number are correct. It's showing Google that you are consistent enough for clients to be able to find you. So if your phone number is, you know, a 978 number on one page and a 603 number on another site across the web, that's something that you might get knocked for. So first thing that I usually look at is how many citations do you have? Are they heavily weighted citations or are they, you know, websites that don't really get that much traffic? Um, and then is your name, address, and phone number consistent across the web? And that has to get as in detail as, do you have a comma before an LLC or not? Because what happens is Google sends crawlers throughout the entire web to see if they can find any information on your site. If you're missing as much as a comma, you know, although normal people would be able to say, okay, this is the same company, the comma is just not there. Crawlers can't tell the difference between a comma being there or not. So it's you have to be very specific with how you write your name on every single site and your address. Are you spelling out road? Are you writing RD? Is there a period after RD? Is there not? So that's something that I notice is very commonly overlooked. You know, hmm. businesses are writing out addresses shorthanded or yeah. not. Um, that can really impact SEO. Duplicate content is another big one. Um, and it's a symptom of using black hat SEO in the past where you used to be able to rank in a bunch of different cities if you had the same content and just swapped out the city name yeah. and then had pages and pages of that with different cities. Whereas, and this is kind of a symptom of using black hat and why you know we only use white hat SEO with us is because it catches up. Google started to realize people were able to use this black hat technique and get around our crawlers and start ranking with the same content and that's not how we want them to do business. Yeah. So they started catching on to it, and now you get severely penalized for having duplicate content. So, okay. yeah, just making sure your citations, seeing how many backlinks you have, duplicate content, things like that. Okay. So what is black hat and what is white hat? <laughs> and how many other colors are there? <laughs> <laughs> so there's white hat, there's gray hat, and then there's black hat. Okay. Um, so black hat is kind of like the I want it now technique of SEO, where you don't really pay attention to best practices as much as how do I get this to do what I want it to do right now and you know we'll deal with the rest later. Um, so an example of that would, might be buying backlinks or purchasing citations instead of creating them. Um, things like that can yield problems down the road as Google starts to realize that it's a common practice for people to get around their system. Um, so black hat before was just changing city names in a piece of content, whereas white hat was writing a new piece of content tailored to each specific city. So those people that wrote the right content tailored to each specific city, you know, unique content for each 
are going to continue ranking and probably even higher now than the duplicate content ones as they're getting pushed down mm -hmm. um, and taken off the page. So white hat practices are going to last you over time, whereas black hat practices might work in the immediate, but will will drive you crazy in a couple <laughs> years when Google gets smarter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And then gray is kind of just in the middle. Yeah, gray is, you know, if you're, it's like, it's iffy. It's not necessarily best practice, but, you know, it might not hurt you too, too much when Google starts to move up. Yeah. Hmm. How, how do you keep up with all the changes on Google? And all oh, the, because you got Google, you got some of the other yeah. big ones, but how do you keep up with all the changes and additions and the, the stuff that they're constantly going There's through? There's a lot. There's a lot. It's, it's a full-time job keeping up with Google in itself. <laughs> like, for example, right now, they just started looking at page load speed on mobile devices as yeah. a factor in SEO. That's a brand new thing that's just coming out now. Um, you really just have to stay up to date with them. You know, get all of the newsletters that they send you. Look at all the spam mail that they're, they're giving you this information. They're releasing it. At the end of the day, nobody knows Google's SEO algorithm. And if anybody is claiming to know the algorithm, run. Like, it's, nobody knows it except Google. Um, but you need an agency that understands their best practices, that has an idea of what they're looking for in a quality site and how to you know, appeal to their crawlers and make it seem like, you know, you fit that. They're in business, you know, they're trying to make it so that their user's experience is going to bring them back to Google over and over and over again. You know, they want to make sure that you feel comfortable going to them with questions, knowing that on the very first page, you're going to get the answer that you want. So, you know, you have to keep in mind user experience overall, um, just keeping up with Google's newsletters that they send out, keeping up with updates, going to seminars, um, <laughs> talking to people. You know, there's a lot of research that has to go into it, you know, even monthly, just to yeah. see what's new, what's not. Um, but yeah, it's it's a full-time job just keeping up with them. What are they working on right now? Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one, for sure. And I don't know how many industries you can go up to and just say, you know, what are you doing? And then them being like, well, actually, nobody really knows what to do, but we can guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those, because you're right, it, it yeah. does seem weird mm -hmm. that the, there's industries revolved around working through the SEO problem. Yeah. But, like, no one has any idea what it actually is. Right. But you have your best practices and things mm -hmm. that probably work. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can tell based on experience. <laughs> and, you know, I've been able to rank many websites and I can tell you like these things work these things don't you yeah. know um, a lot of it's trial and error a lot of it's you know just keeping up with them they'll they'll release a lot of information that that's helpful to, yeah you know I mean it's not the exact algorithm but it's enough enough to at least understand the function of it oh yeah yeah for sure yeah because I guess they don't want people to be completely out of the dark oh yeah no no you don't want to <laughs> just be fighting in a blind room <laughs> Oh, man. That's Google for you. Yeah. <laughs> they would do it if they could. They would. Know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm completely lost. So, hold on. Uh, 20 minutes. Okay, cool. So, I'm going to run to a quick break for our sponsors, and then we will be right back with the tips and tricks section of all of this. Okay. Is your business looking to make some more money? I hope so. If not, then you're probably in the wrong industry. <laughs> Check out Gold Star Referral Clubs where we get together uh, every week, pass referrals to each other, and make more money. And we all know referrals are some of the easiest money you can make in the industry. 
So head to anyspitionshow.com slash goldstar. Um, find a club near you. Come out. Join us. You can be a guest up to two times. So come out. Sit down. Meet some of the awesome people. I'm in a couple of groups. Um, it's beneficial to my business. It's done nothing but help me. So take a moment um, out of your you know super stressful work day and uh, come sit down with some awesome other entrepreneurs and uh, get going from there. So com slash gold star if you're looking for you know a way to take your business to the next level with some awesome referrals let's kind of get into this a little bit because as we were talking i wrote down a couple of things that people might ask because i see it a lot i talk to a lot of businesses so i like to tailor questions they might ask based on things i'm gonna ask anyway sure. <laughs> um early on you mentioned through like the SEO and the advertising and stuff, you kind of need to know who you're supposed to be targeting. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an area people constantly mess up. Like, <laughs> how how are they supposed to go around finding their kind of their target market? You know, mm-hmm. if that's a question you have any experience in, because I'm assuming you've run into this a few times yourself. Right, right. Um, target market is pretty tricky. Yeah. Um, you know, you're gonna want to really look at the services that you offer. And, you know, it's really going to depend client to client. We had, um, for example, there was a senior care facility that we were running Google ads for and they just weren't getting a lot of traction. We found out that, you know, what was happening was we were targeting the area that the senior care facility was in. But what happened was when we started branching out to a full, like, campaign across the United States, we started getting a lot more phone calls for that, that specific place. And that was because people's parents were living in that town that the senior care facility was in, but they were living out of state. They had moved away from home and they were looking for care for their parents there. Um, So, you know, I think basically you just need to really look at trial and error. Try to really analyze the people that are calling you, see what their needs are, you know, try to get a hold of their demographic. How old are you? You know, just keep mental notes of that. Um, And definitely just trial and error, you know, that's going to help you out a lot too. Just figuring out, okay, well, what happens if I broaden this market a little bit and see who starts capturing it? Um, Monitoring your metrics is really going to be important here. You're going to want to make sure that you have some sort of input. I know with Google AdWords, you can see demographic search results. So I can see that, you know, 50% of these searches are from women and then 25 from men and then 25 unknown um, and then you can kind of tailor, you know, based on that as well. So, I mean, it's, it's going to vary business to business, um, but just, you know, really sit down, try to analyze it, uh, you know, and if you have questions, just, just roll with it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I get it. So, I mean, if you guys do anything besides SEO, let me know, because the minute you said SEO, I was like, Whoa. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Search engine optimization. Um, we do web development. We do okay. paid search. Um, yeah. Google AdWords, and we do consulting for Google AdWords. Oh, cool. That's that's actually a really good one. Mm-hmm. Google AdWords. Mm-hmm. Let's go over that a little bit because okay. some people might know, but if they don't advertise on Google, they probably actually have no idea what it is. Yes. So Google AdWords is um, basically it's Google's advertising platform. So. When you type in something into Google, you're going to notice the first, you know, four results on Google, depending on the keyword, are going to be ads. Um, And those are paid slots. 
So people are bidding on the keyword that you searched in to show up in those positions. This puts you above the organic listings. It's a really great quick fix if you, know, you don't have the time to build up SEO. If you're starting out a company and you don't want to wait six months to appear on the first page of Google, paid search might be a really good option for you. Um, you know, the downfalls of it are you have to pay per click. Um, a lot of startups can't really afford that, you know, right off the bat. That's a, it's a cost that they're not really ready to take on yet. Um, but, I mean, it's a really great way to just get your page, you know, up front and center, first results when somebody searches in a keyword that's relevant to you. Um, and, you know, it falls under paid search. You can see, you know, there's Facebook ads, there's, you know, LinkedIn ads. They're, they're everywhere now. So, but Google AdWords is going to be your best bet to, to start advertising on, depending on you know what you're doing exactly. But I would say 90% of the time, you're gonna want your budget to go into AdWords. Yeah, okay. Good, because this rolls right into one of the questions Perfect. I was gonna ask you for tips. Because <laughs> um, we, we talked a little bit about uh, finding their, like their kind of the target market. Mm -hmm. Now, finding the right keywords that right. they actually should be advertising towards is something that again I see people just jag up all the time. Oh, it's kind of funny. Pain. <laughs> it is a pain. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tools out there that can kind of help you with it. Um, I believe one of them is I think it's called SEMrush. Mm -hmm. um, that's one that we use. That unfortunately you do have to pay a subscription to it, but it's really good at kind of breaking things down for you as far as you know you type in what you do a keyword that you think people might search and it gives you a bunch of suggested ones. Google actually has a keyword planner um, that I generally don't recommend just because this is another example of Google getting way too smart for its own good. Yeah. People started using Google's keyword planner for SEO and they started picking up on the fact that they're using this for things that they're not paying for. You know, SEO, is, you don't have to pay every month for SEO unless you're hiring an agency. Um, so they're kind of picking up on the fact that People are using this tool for SEO. We only want them to be using it for, you know, Google Ads, and it's just not as helpful anymore. So I would say, you know, look into keyword. Um, you know, they've got programs that'll to give you suggested keywords. Google Keyword Planner is a good, you know, free one if you're just looking for a list of words. Maybe some ideas. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll point you in the right direction. Um, but you know, if you're if your market is, if you're an HVAC tech, you, know, you can type in like broken furnace in Google's keyword planner or something, and a bunch of suggested ones will come up. Um, you know, just weed them out, see if it's relevant. Think about if, if you were in a position where you were looking for the product or service that the consumer would be looking for, what would you type in? Yeah. Um, you know, ask a friend, say, hey, you know, say your furnace was broken down, like what would you write in Google to, to pull me up? Yeah. Um, and, you know, just ask people if you're not sure, go to, you know, the, the keyword planner, see what they have to say and play around with it. Um, you know, a lot of this is, is trial and error. If you haven't done it enough times, you know, you're going to make some mistakes and you're going to have some junk keywords and it sucks when it happens, but it's part of life and <laughs> you'll get through it. You'll get through it. Just you'll know really quick when it's a junk keyword. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> so... How, when, how does someone decide if they're ready to take that jump over and get an agency to do it for them instead of them just doing it themselves? Yeah, so the way I kind of describe it to people is, you know, I'm not an HVAC tech. I'm not going to go over to your house and try to fix your furnace. You know, um, there's obviously a lot of information online. You can watch YouTube videos and tutorials, but, you know, at the end of the day, 
you're going to make mistakes running campaigns, especially if you're in Google AdWords. The mistakes you make can cost you a lot of money. You know, if you're dealing with live auctions and you have a keyword that's broad matched instead of phrase matched and you didn't see it coming, you can spend like $2,000 overnight just on accident. Um, so I would say, you know, hiring an agency shouldn't necessarily be a jump as much as a first step. Um, and then, you know, do consulting with them if you need to, just because there's so many like tiny details that could make or break, you know, your overall web presence, whether yeah. it's, you know, spending too much money on AdWords or accidentally doing a black hat technique in SEO that you read online, you know, watched a YouTube video on somewhere and all of a sudden Google changed their policies and you're in trouble now. Um, I would say make a call to an agency your first step instead of a jump and just see what they have to say. They're, you know, we're always happy to give suggestions to people who are looking to do it themselves and just sort of talk over best practices to make sure you don't you know, do anything incorrectly. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, we're happy to see people trying things. We offer consulting as well um, for, for Google AdWords. Um, so, you know, we're, we're all about you guys taking the reins, but you know, we don't want you steering in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, because you know, <laughs> yeah, I could. You could blow through tons of money that, that oh, way. Oh man! Yeah. And then and you're just spending some money and just not getting results, and spending some money not getting results, and then you know going mm -hmm. through that whole process. Now you, you mentioned web development. Mm -hmm. Now is that development of the website? Yes. Of their website? Yes. Okay, so, cool. Because that was what I was gonna yeah. come to is <laughs> you spend all this money on Google AdWords, and all of a sudden your website is not set up to actually do anything with the leads you're getting. Right. <laughs> Yes, so <laughs> when you're doing paid search, you don't want the ads going back to your website. You want them going to a landing page that is specifically designed and developed to convert. When a person clicks on an ad, you are paying for that interaction and you want them to make the phone call, fill out the form, buy the item, whatever you're looking for them to do. So landing pages, we recommend them being kind of prison pages. You don't want external links to Facebook. You don't want your menu bar on your website to show up. You want your keyword that they type in to match an ad that shows up. If somebody types in HVAC repair, you want an HVAC repair ad to show up. You want to go to an HVAC repair landing page that only talks about repair. They can't escape to replacement. They can't, you know, scare themselves with the price. Maybe this can wait. They can't go off to Facebook, you know, to like, like you on Facebook and then all of a sudden, oh my God, Judy's having a baby. Like, I don't need my furnace right now. This is an emergency. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just keeping them really focused. People get easily distracted today. Like you yeah. need to make sure that your ad matches their intent, your landing page matches their intent and that you're, you know, you're able to just take them through a funnel, you know, just keep them focused, keep them narrow minded, get them to do what you want them to do and then let them leave. Cool. <laughs> um, as far as websites go, um, you know, we do offer web development as well, and we can do everything from custom themes, um, you know, and that's, that's a really nice feature that we have is we have a custom developer who builds WordPress themes from scratch. So, you know, if you are in a really competitive market and you just want a website that really stands out, you know, we can build themes from scratch that are totally tailored to SEO. Um, so everything that we develop is created with SEO in mind. There's not going to be, you know, duplicate content on these sites. They are going to have meta descriptions and all of the images. Everything is set up 
for success so that you know even if you're only looking to manage your own website it's something that you don't have to worry about you know all these images already have meta descriptions in them which sort of tells google what it is has like a keyword in there yeah. um it can be a lot of work to go through and change you know 100 meta descriptions on images it could take a lot of time so just sort of starting off on the right foot is definitely the way to do it <laughs> yeah definitely okay that's pretty cool um yeah we're getting right to the end of this thing that's pretty cool this is no one faster than I thought it was going to. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any cool resources for people that they can kind of check out if they try this on their own a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, so our site has a bit of stuff on there. You can go to deepoceanmedia.com, get a little bit of stuff. You can always give us a call. Um, if you're looking to run ads, um, WordStream is actually another paid search company that focuses only on paid search they have a lot of great articles on best practices for paid search, um, you know, the different types mm. of systems that you can use, and they're really helpful there. Um, I think, you know, you can even give them a call too. They're really great. Um, as far as SEO, you can look into a company called Bright Local, um, and they actually have a program that you can put your website into and it'll break down, you know, like an SEO, quick SEO audit. Yeah. Um, looks at Google My Business. It looks at your citations, uh, a bunch of other things too. So that's a good research for uh, SEO. Um, and mm. then, yeah, that, that just about covers it. Um, that's pretty that's cool. Your bases. Yeah. Have you ever used Screaming Frog? No. I think it's kind of a similar concept. Yeah. So probably. it just sounds weird, but it's it's kind of same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's funny. Um, uh, they've got some funny names out there too. Yeah. Like we uh, for metric tracking for paid search, we use this program called Ninja Cat. Oh. <laughs> and like, I accidentally typed in like ninjacat.com because it's actually myppcreports.com. Yeah. And like something showed up. I was like, there's like a ninjacat.com out there somewhere. Like I don't even know what they do, but like it's pretty neat. That is, but yeah, I know. Like they, they sent me some socks, and you know, like we're friends for life now because I have their socks. So <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. There are some weird things. I know Spyfu is yes. kind of a cool little thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of cool little sites out there that really just some quite odd names. Yeah, yeah. But. It's it's almost like a game. I feel like for them, they're just like, how can we make this weird? Yeah, but it's probably it's probably also unique enough oh yeah that they don't have to worry about it clashing with someone else's oh, seo absolutely. or anything so absolutely i mean how many people have a site named ninja cat and like xbox yeah. has like a cat with like a ninja mask on like it's the coolest <laughs> thing ever man <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's way too funny oh man so how do people get in touch with you if they want your services they want some help uh, they want to just want to talk. How do they get in touch with you? Right. So you can go to deepoceanmedia.com. All of our contact information is on there. Um, give us a call, 978-261-7775. Also, by email, just contact at deepoceanmedia.com. Mm -hmm. um, you should be able to reach us, you know, 9 to 5 standard business hours. Um, you know, if you shoot us an email at night, we'll, we'll get back to you next morning. Okay, cool. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show today, Candice. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. Thank you for answering all my super boring questions <laughs> that you've probably been asked a hundred times. It's great. It's been great. <laughs> okay, so thank you everyone for watching, and uh, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors, and everyone have a great day. Thanks. Have you ever wanted to tell someone about the Names of Business show, but you didn't have one of our cards on you, and you just kind of forgot? Well, don't do that to your friends. All of us have businesses that 
we want to get the support they need, but we don't do anything about it. So instead of waiting to get one of my cards, head over to nhbusinessshow.com slash cartap or chrispastrana.cartap.com. Get the app for the for your phone. It takes up like no space on your phone. Just put it kind of in a little folder somewhere so you don't even have to think about it. And anytime someone talks about needing some marketing, um, they need to get in front of a new audience, they want a little more opportunity, just take it out, boom, share that with them, and you're going to be doing your businesses and your friends a whole lot of favors. So, like I said, chrispastrana.cartap.com, and uh, thank you guys so much.